This is the Mile High Five podcast with Carl Jensen and Doug Cunnington. We have authentic conversations about the journey to Phi, health, happiness, and some very odd tangents. We interview Phi experts, side hustlers, people on their way to Phi, and those who have reached the other side. Join us every week, and if you want the show notes and links and all that other stuff, head over to milehighfi.com. Hello, universe. Welcome to the Mile High Fi podcast. I am Carl Jensen with my co-host. I'm Doug Cunnington. Doug, I've been thinking a lot about fitness, and this sounds so cliche because January 1st is coming up with New Year's resolutions and all that, but we also have not done a fitness update in a long time. Yeah, it has been a while, and I have um, I have also been thinking about fitness, but probably in a different aspect. So I think we're just going to hit like what we've been up to and, you know, mentally where we're at with our fitness. So what about you? Yeah, it has not been going well, Doug. We set, I set all these grand <laughs> goals for myself and then we bought this other house and fitness and eating well is a very easy thing to give up when you're crunched for time. You could bail on a healthy dinner and have, cause you're crunched, you have the crunch wrap at Taco Bell and then you don't go to the gym and all of a sudden you're 10 pounds more than you wanted to be. But our life is wrapping up, or not our life is wrapping up, <laughs> wow, our, our project, dark. yeah, I know, wow, that went downhill quickly, I hope not. Uh, our projects are wrapping up, so Mindy and I joined the local rec center, which is right by your house, Doug, I often go there before or after our recordings, I'm actually headed straight there after this, my fitness bag is in the car, and we're going to get back on it, and this time, hopefully, permanently. And, you know, you mentioned putting on 10 pounds, so you put on like 10 pounds in the last couple months? Um, no, not that much actually, but I'm at least 10 pounds more than I should be. Okay. Gotcha. And do you fluctuate weight pretty readily? Cause I know one time you were like, yeah, I put on, or I lost like 20 pounds and I was like, holy shit, that's a big, big uh, shift. Yeah. Not usually. I usually, um, in the low one sixties at my worst, I was up to 180 at a very suboptimal time. And gotcha. I've been low as before COVID. I was at 150, 151. Which was great. That's probably where I should be. I think today it was like 165. So a little bit on the high end. Thanksgiving just happened and uh, lots of food and pies. Gotcha. So you have been working on the house, which is a lot of activity and you're probably getting like lots of steps. You're going to, um, you know, the hardware stores and all that stuff. Like, is that kind of act that activity doesn't keep you fit? Uh, it actually did. I was at a pretty good weight before Thanksgiving happened. It does. I'll, use, I'll usually get about twenty to 25,000 steps without even trying to walk just because you're moving around grabbing tools. And right now I'm finishing floors, so you're, you're moving constantly. Like for eight hours, you're, not, you're pretty much not sitting down. Uh, so yeah, that does work out good. It's mainly, and I've heard people say this before, I think the diet is probably the most important part of everything. And that's what suffered and has doomed me recently. What are some really tasty things you ate? You may as well uh, like think about it. Man, I, I like Thanksgiving. So like stuffing is yeah. so good. And there's probably nothing worse than that. We, we were at Costco and they had this new, I like sourdough bread. They had uh Whatever that sourdough company is in San Francisco, it's the like tourist thing on the pier. I, I can't remember what it's called, but they had that brand of stuffing, and we bought a big box of that. It was delicious. I even ate like I'm I'm such an idiot. I didn't. I thought it was like stovetop where you just add water. This was not. You're supposed to add all the ingredients. It's actually just big breadcrumbs. But I like it so much, I'll just put these things in a bowl of hot water, stick them in the microwave for a minute, and eat it. Which is not a good life choice, Doug. <laughs> it tastes good though. 
That's funny. I do love stovetop though. And we were at Thanksgiving together. There were three stuffings there, right? Mm -hmm. There were only like nine people or something. Like there weren't that many people, but there was probably like three pounds of stuffing for each person, which we all enjoy. I got each kind of stuffing. Yeah, I did too. All all those desserts too. Ah, so good. So you you joined back uh, to the gym and we'll pause there and I'll tell you about myself a little bit. So... I've mentioned before, I do have a great habit and I'll go to the gym. Um, it was like four to five days. And I think now I've gone back up to like six to seven, but I haven't had the same motivation. And while I'm going to the gym, I'm not working out as hard as I was say a month or two ago. And part of it was kind of related to Thanksgiving slash travel. So I went back to Atlanta, visited family for like a long weekend, ate and drank a lot had a great time. And I feel like just a few days of like not doing a normal workout kind of like demotivated me. I don't know if it's partially seasonal or I was working out fairly hard for a few days or a few weeks or something like that. And maybe my energy level shifted, but I haven't been getting great workouts. Yesterday I worked out a little harder and I feel a little sore and I'm like, oh, Like that feels good. So funny enough, like I think part of it is just doing it more, pushing myself harder, and then I'll like regain the motivation. One of those things where take the action and then the motivation will come afterwards because there's some, you know, positive effect on the other side. But yeah, I've kind of been, you know, down on the workouts and eating a little bit worse and that sort of thing. So hopefully I could switch it around here. But yeah, it hasn't been hasn't been great. I think the most important thing, though, is what you alluded to. You just have to keep going. You mentioned you dropped off for a couple of days when you were out of town, and it's easy. Even if you just miss it like once or twice, it's easy. It makes it much easier to let it go for a much longer time after that. And I think this is in that Atomic Habits book, but probably the most important thing is just to go because even if you don't feel like going, you'll just to get through the door, and then you're there and off, and you'll do more than you think you would have when you were sitting at home debating whether or not to go. It's kind of like a, you're tricking yourself, I think. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. And yeah, hopefully I could, I could switch it around. You know, part of it is I, I don't have a specific goal and I don't necessarily want to put a goal on it where it's like a binary thing. Like I do like the sustainability and the system where I'm like, I go to the gym, I do, you know, what I do, what feels good to my body, you know, which is not the greatest way to do like progressive overload and like get bigger, but like, I'm really, I just want to like roughly stay in shape and not put on a ton of weight or anything like that, which I know, like you said, food is a big thing. And somehow like I, I eat crappy sometimes, probably a third of the time, something like that. Somehow I've generally like stayed stable and right around, yeah, I would say right around 160 or so for the past couple years. So even with terrible eating through holidays, like I, I don't ever go too far off from there. Do you think it's because you eat smaller quantities or what is your secret to that? Even if when you eat bad, you don't put on a lot of weight. How do you, how do you do that? I don't know. I think it might be I actually, I eat way too much too often. And that's one thing when I was heavier, I think at my heaviest, I was like 175 or so, like several years ago. 
and which is crazy because probably when you've known me, I've been like uh, like 155 to 160, so roughly 20 pounds lighter. And I see pictures of myself like 20 pounds heavier, and like you could see just the round roundness in my face and all that stuff. But anyway, I think it must be just me controlling uh, the f- intake of food when I'm not eating the crappy stuff. So I'll still overeat and I'll still eat bad stuff and I'll still drink, but I must reel it back in enough to like stay in that sort of uh, threshold right around 160. I don't know. Cool. Do you have any uh, techniques that you're doing or like, what do you, cause you, you were like, ah, food, food's a big thing. So how, how are you controlling that? Uh, if I eat a lot or have a big meal, like there was one time last week, again, I ate a bunch of leftovers from Thanksgiving and, uh, Mindy's like, are you going to eat lunch? Like, I, I, I never eat breakfast. I skip that now. And she's like, are you going to eat lunch? I'm like, no, you know what? I, I ate a whole ton yesterday. I'm just going to eat one meal today and that will be dinner. And that's it. So that's what I'll usually do if I overeat. I try to. And this doesn't happen that often. I think this is probably the second or third time I've done it the whole year. I'll try to lay off. Um, I'll try to lay off the next day. What's the longest fast that you've done? I've never done more than 24 hours. So I've done a couple of 24 hour ones, but that's it. Yeah. Same, same here. And when I set out to do that, or I didn't set out to do it, I was just like, Hey, I'll, I'll fast, um, just through lunch today or maybe have a late lunch. And then by the time I got around to it, I was like, actually, I I feel okay. I'm just going to like wait until dinner time. Yep. So, okay. And then have you, do you have the desire to do a longer one, like a 36 hour? I don't know. Is there any, I know a lot of people are fans of that, but is there any proven evidence that that does anything for you? Like any good scientific evidence? Maybe, you know, I don't know. Uh, you're, I was going to say like people shouldn't come here for any kind of real advice. We obviously don't prepare, but uh, I, I think there are, I think there are studies. Um, there's a YouTuber that I watched a lot more uh, in the past, but uh, Thomas DeLauer, uh, he does a lot of fact-based research-backed uh, like YouTube videos on fasting, and I think there are some compelling things uh, about a 36-hour or like more than 24 hours. Um, I've thought about it, especially. I think if you set up the timing just right, um, it's not it's not as bad. So if you could do like a, a 20 to 24-hour one, like if you time it right, like you'll probably be all right to do 36, but I haven't done it. And I don't know. I'd have to, I'd have to think, think about it. Cause I know in theory, it sounds exciting, but when you're in, uh, in the hunger mode and it's like hour 30, like that's probably not the f- most fun thing to do. Right. Yeah. It would be neat to try it once just as an experiment. Cause I've noticed sometimes I'm hungry, like in the morning I'm starving and then I'm just like, Nope, I'm not going to body. I'm not going to feed you. And then it fades away. And then I'm like 11 o'clock comes. And like you said earlier, then I'm, I'm not hungry. I'm like what the heck? I was starving two hours ago and, right. and now I'm not. So it'd be kind of neat to push through and see what happens. Yeah. And w- one other thing, um, well, let, let's shift to like the workout stuff. So um, you rejoin the rec center. You're going uh, how many times a week? What are you doing there? Uh, three or four times a week. I do a loose. It, when I'm at home, I'll do a P90X workout. And when I'm at the gym, I'll do a workout that's loosely based on that. So like chest and back or like a tricep, bicep, shoulder workout. Okay. I, I like to mix it up. I get bored if I do the same thing. Okay. And then what do you do for your glutes? You know, because I've been noticing them the 
recently. <laughs> yeah, I've been neglecting that. They've got that step machine at the gym, so I do that, but I should be doing squats and deadlifts, and I've been neglecting that. We've got the bar at the HQ. I just need to yeah. get my ass down there. And, uh, Is it like covered with snow ass. right now, though? Yeah, that's okay. Pete would say you should still do it. It's even better if it's covered with snow. Voluntary <laughs> discomfort. Or whatever he's he he's Canadian, though. Of course he would say that. Yeah, true. It snows a way of life for him. Yeah. So that's just natural then. <laughs> Is that, are, are you, you looking at your glass on it, you know? Are you looking at my ass right now, Doug? No. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so cool. Some, uh, some sort of like hit style cardio and then like lifting weights and then, okay, cool. And we were talking to David Boyer on the show. We'll put a link to him in the show notes from biology. And, uh, he's a pretty fit dude. One of the most fit people I know. So that day or the previous day I had done eight pull-ups. So I'm like, Hey David, I'm coming out to see you in six months. If I really go at it, how many should I, what do you think I could get up to by the time I see you? I know you and David had your, pull-up challenge on Imperial Beach, and I would like to do the same. He's like, I think 16 is a reasonable goal, and I've never done that, but that's my uh, my new goal, Doug. 16. 16 by May. I think you could do, yeah, yeah, by May. That'll be, I mean, like many things, it'll be like cha- or staying away from injury, I think, because my, my elbows got a little, um, I don't know, just sort of inflamed or something like that when I was doing a lot of pull-ups and uh, just other other way. maybe I was trying to do too much and like the the tendons and like the skeletal structure needs to get stronger as well. So I haven't been I haven't been putting in my my time, you know. Hmm. So, but I think you could do it. Yeah, we'll see. Yeah, and let's see. I was going to ask a couple other things. So you get your the workout routine. Anything else you're doing from a workout standpoint? Um. Uh, no, well, from a diet standpoint, no booze after January 1st. I'm going to try to go dry for three months. And from, yeah, from working out, just being consistent, just, uh, I also want to do the, the 5k, the, uh, shoes and brews 5k. I missed the last one. I'd like to do that and do a sub 35k, which I've done once in my life, but I don't think it'd be, I wasn't in great shape when I did that. So I don't think it would be too hard to get back to that. So I think that's around May or June as well. So yeah, well, lots of big stuff happening in May or June. Cool. And then is there anything that'll keep you on track? Cause you know, you got, you got sidetracked before and you've mentioned it be- other times, you know, uh, trying to take all excuses out of my life. I won't have this big project anymore. I find it hard to do stuff during the summer cause our kids are out of school and I'm always driving them around and lots of interruptions throughout the day. It's a lot easier for me to do this, uh, when they're in school, so this will be the school year. So hopefully, I don't have any excuses if I uh, if I fail me. But I'm not going to fail, Doug. I'm pretty sure I can do the 16 barring injury. You'll be all right. And then, how will you stay on track in the summer? Then, yeah, that gets a little bit more difficult. I think we're going to try to get the uh, workouts might change, but maybe get the kids involved in more physical activity. They like to play tennis and swim now. So maybe do more of that and do more of that stuff as a family. My younger kid just said something to me two days ago that shocked me. There are words I never, ever thought would come out of her mouth, but then they did. Those four words were, hey, Dad, can we go for a hike? Like usually you say we're going to go for a hike and she has a, a fit and goes nuts, but she actually requested it, which shocked me. So maybe she's wow. turned a corner. That that would help me too. What, what uh, sparked the interest? I, I have no idea. I know she's got, she's been 
a lot more touchy-feely and loving lately, and I think it's because she's got a bad performance coming up and she's got some anxiety, so she's trying to... Uh, feels a little bit more clingy and trying to be closer to us, which uh, maybe after the band performance is done, that'll all dissipate. She might perform at our, at the Carla Christmas Spectacular too this weekend. Oh, really? That's yeah. cool. That's cool. Well, as we wrap up, I was just trying to think about, um, you know, like I said, I don't have any specific fitness goals, but you know, one thing when we talked to David, he was talking about his fat percentage and really just body composition. And I think that's what I'm more interested in. But that said, you know, David talked about getting down to about, I think, 10% body fat. And his, his goal was like 7%, yeah. which is not sustainable. And maybe 10% is. David's in great shape. And I, I haven't actually got in, gotten like a DEXA scan or any sort of, you know, full body scan to get my fat percentage. But I think, you know, from the scale, it's kind of accurate. I think I'm at like 13 or 14% or so. Um, it, it varies uh, quite a bit. I've seen it as low as 12 to 16 in, in recent months or whatever. But basically, I feel like I'm in a decent range and just maintaining is fine because once you try to get to 10%, you have to really watch your diet like really close, like every, like most, probably 90% of your meals or more. And uh, you really got to stay on top of it. And I'm like, I don't want to, I don't really want to do that. So do you have any? Any thoughts on that? Because I'm kind of just in a good maintenance area and it feels, I mean, it's not as hard to maintain once you get there, basically. No, I think that's pretty great. And uh, like your body's in decline after your late 20s, right? So if we could just stay at the same health for like another decade or two, I think you're doing great because actually you're doing more than you think you are because your body isn't as good as it was. So if you can keep doing that same thing as you grow older, I, I think you're actually gaining. You just don't know it. It doesn't seem like it. Thanks. I mean, and I wasn't, I wasn't fishing for that, but I, it's like such a nice spot to be. I'm like, Oh, what, what should I work out? You know, but it's, I don't want to chase something for, for like no reason. And then like generally be unhappy. Cause I do like to eat. I like to eat stuff. Yeah. I love pizza. Oh, pizza. So Burgers. Good. Yeah. All that stuff. All right. So after, after we finish up here, can you please show me what you do for your glutes? Cause I know you do something. I, I will. Uh, I'll, yeah, I'll take my pants off and give you a first hand uh, show. That, that is not necessary this time. <laughs> you see that? I thought it was beneficial to you last time, Doug, but okay. Fair, fair enough. Fair enough. All right. Well, thanks, Carl. I know you're going to hit the gym here. And um, yeah, if people have questions or thoughts or uh, concerns, you can shoot us an email, carl at milehighfi.com, doug at milehighfi.com. And um, yeah, we'll, we'll keep doing uh, some, you know, maybe like quarterly fitness updates or so. Yeah. Thank you. Thanks for listening to the show. That was the Mile High Five podcast and I'm Doug Cunnington the Balder host, and Carl Jensen is the cool, sexy one. If you dig the show, please do three things for us. Number one, tell a friend, a family member, an enemy about the show. We really don't care who you tell. Maybe forward them a specific show that you know that they will like. It's the single most helpful thing that you can do to spread the word. It's like giving us a virtual high five, and uh, actually we don't give high fives in, in person, so the virtual kind's pretty good. And more importantly, your friend or family member or even your enemy will appreciate the fact that you were thinking of them. Number two, make sure you're following or subscribed on your podcast app 
Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Overcast, YouTube, whatever you're using, and that way you won't miss a show. And number three, please leave us a rating and review. We read them on the show occasionally, and you might hear yours out there on an upcoming episode. Quick disclaimer, this show is not financial or legal advice. I'd actually be surprised if it sounded like it. It's really just for entertainment, and that's at least what we're hoping for. But seriously, get advice from professionals. Carl and I are just two guys with microphones that sit in my basement and talk. So we'll catch y'all next week.